Hello. Today's episode is going to be about hydraulic leveling systems and that popping noise you might get when you go to retract your jacks or use your leveling system. It's a pretty simple solution, but there seems to be a lot of controversy about it. So we're going to break this down and explain how it's done and resolve the controversy, I think. So I want to welcome you to the show. This is Eric Stark with Radio Arizona RV, your best RV podcast. The podcast is for the RVer that likes to do things himself. You like to get underneath your RV or get in that cabinet or whatever it is. You want to do the work on your RV, get that satisfaction out of it, save a few bucks along the way, and learn a lot about your RV, the ins and outs of it. Today's episode is number 69, and it is about... RV leveling systems, hydraulic leveling systems, and that poppy noise, as I said. How to get rid of that. Now, don't forget to share this episode with your friends, your family, fellow RVers, or any one of the episodes that stands out to you. Share them all. If you have any questions, you can contact me using the Contact Us page on Radio Arizona RV. And by the way, I do answer every email. As long as I get it, you're going to response from me. And I also get phone calls. I get emails, phone calls, text messages. That's cool. I answer everything. Just so you know, I have a brick-and-mortar store. I do sell products. I do sell products online. I have several websites where I sell things. Not everything I talk about is on our website, but, hey, that's life, right? And there's reasons why. Now, before we get into this episode, a couple things I want to talk about here. Well, first off, COVID-19 is still going on. You know, I've been bringing this up. I've been kind of urging everybody to pay attention to what's happening and get your RVs fixed up. Get those RV parts. The last episode, I talked about, you know, the RV industry is just running out of parts. Yeah, I'm not going to make any predictions like, you know, all the RV parts through all the distributors going to be gone by the end of July or anything like that. But that's certainly what it looks like. We connect to our distributors through website portals and we can see their inventory. And it's getting pretty darn thin. In fact, we are we are really trying to keep our inventory fat right now. We are buying up things that normally we'd maybe keep two in stock. We might have 10 in stock now. Weight distributing hitches, propane tank covers. I mean, you just name it. It's not just small stuff. It's all the everyday things that people need that are disappearing. Weight distributing hitches are becoming scarce. I mean, every time someone calls me about something, I plug in those numbers if we don't have it in stock, and I can't get it. There's certain items that maybe there's only 10 left in the country in in the distribution systems that I check. That doesn't mean there's not some in the store. So, you know, it's not like they're, everybody's out, but everybody's running out. In fact, I had a response to a YouTube video I did, which I'm going to get into this a little bit later, but the response was about a, a twist-on safety valve that Volterra makes, and Camco has one that's similar to it. The customer's asking or the viewer's asking, you know, is the Voltaire one better? It seems to be because no one has them. Well, it's not necessarily better. It's just Voltaire is out of everything. So the distributors run out of it and the stores start running out of it. And now you don't have them. Well, I have a few, but I'm going to talk about a solution to that today, too. And I'm also going to do a video and put it up on YouTube to show you how to make one of these if you can't find one anywhere. Pretty simple thing to make, costs a few dollars more, but heck, who cares? You know, if you need it, you need it. The COVID-19 thing, keep that in mind. I'm not just blowing smoke here. There really is becoming a short of RV parts, you know, as crazy as that sounds. 
So you do want to get things done to your RV, get the everyday important things done, get it taken care of. I don't know what's going to happen. COVID-19 doesn't seem to be going away. As I said last episode, you know, it looks like it might go right into 2021. No problem. Face masks are becoming mandatory in Missoula here in Montana if you go inside any public place. But it's changing, you know, it's changing for the worse. A lot of things are happening in the world and a lot of things are happening in the RV industry too. You know, RVs are being snapped up. RV dealerships are running out of RVs. You know, there's probably going to be a glut of RVs on the market in the next year or two. Used ones, people bought them. They got all hyped up. COVID-19 has gone away or mellowed out or they found the cure for it. Now all these RVs are going to be back on the market for sale. Some of them will be, you know, in the stages of being repossessed because people stop making payments. If you're thinking about buying new and you're not in a big hurry, you might just wait, you know, another year or so. And there might be a billion that's exaggeration. RVs on the market at reduced prices. You know, everything's a bubble. We're seeing an RV bubble being made right now. There's a housing bubble in development. You know, there's just everything's bubbles anymore, and bubbles pop. We all know that. From my childhood on, remember the little bubbles? You'd put your little wand in, you'd blow into it, and the bubble would come out, and then it pops. Or you blow a bubble with bubble gum, and it pops. Remember, it blows all over your face, you know, sticks and everything gets in your hair. Remember how messy that was? Well, that's... Modern day life, when you're an adult, when a bubble pops, things get messy. And we're seeing bubbles being created right now. But now, let's get back to what we listen to the show for, is doing it yourself, RV repairs and maintenance. Today is episode number 69. I want to thank you for listening to it. And again, share it with your friends and family and so forth. I'm sure all of you with hydraulic leveling systems have had that popping noise from time to time when you lower the jacks. You've been out for the weekend, the week, whatever, and you hear that noise. You know, it's not the end of the world, but it might be very distracting. You're wondering what's going on. Is there a problem? I need to fix it. You know, that's a natural instinct. I need to fix it. I need to take care of it. I've done some research on this, and this came to me from a listener named Chris. He had some other ideas, too. We had a nice conversation on the phone, so I'm going to implement some of these. And this is one that I've done a lot of research on. You know, I didn't just... Take Chris's word, not that I was doubting him, but I wanted to make sure what I was saying. I don't want to tell anybody that's listening to this show something that's wrong. I know there might be some that disagree with what I say from time to time, and that's fine. That's freedom of speech, right? I've done some research, and so I'm not just throwing this out here because it sounded good. Oh, nice subject. But it sounds like it's a big thing, a big problem with RV ears with hydraulic leveling systems. You hear that popping noise. The solution really is simple. It's adding fork oil to your hydraulic system. And when I say fork oil, it's fork oil for motorcycles. That's right. It's the oil that goes in the forks on motorcycles. You know, they're hydraulic forks. And so they have oil in them. Some of you may have not known that. Some of you may have, but that's what you can add to your system. It's pretty straightforward. And then there's also Caterpillar has a hydraulic oil additive that will work too. I'm going to rattle off names and numbers as we're going along here. So you might want to take some notes if there's something important to you. I also will list them on our website at RadioArizonaRV.com. I'll put them there as well. So if you don't remember it or you can't write it down, you know, you're driving or whatever, that's cool. And you can just go to the website, RadioArizonaRV.com. In fact, I'll probably just put some instructions there I found online that actually makes sense. What I've done is I've really looked through different websites and 
forums and stuff. And there's, man, this has been a heated debate over the years. It's really amazing. Some of the forum moderators, some of the persons who are against this, I mean, they really speak out against it. Um, you're going to destroy your system. You're going to ruin your warranty. And I don't believe that, not at all. Otherwise, I want to be telling you to do it because I am telling you to do it if you have the problem. So it's pretty simple. When you're lowering your hydraulic jacks, you hear the popping noise, you put in fork oil. There's a little more to it than that. You know, you don't just open up the reservoir on your hydraulic system and dump in some fork oil. That's not, it's not that easy. You have to remove some oil. But fork oil, it works really well for this. It's a... uh what is it called? Anti-stitching oil. There's different forums and there's a lot of talk about the fluid anyways, you know, whether you should change it, whether you shouldn't change it, you know, it's transmission fluid, what type of transmission fluid to put in there. It seems to be Mercon is just what you use and whether you should change it or not. You know, the manufacturers recommend different things, but some people are very adamant you should change it every three or four years. And some people are very adamant you never change it. And you know, and hydraulic fluid generally just stays in the system. You know, you add to it. But if you wanted to change it, I don't think there'd be any problems with it. You know, it's probably frequently is better than less frequently. Like a transmission in a car, if you have an automatic transmission and you never change the fluid, and it gets all brown and nasty and you can see stuff in it, it just, you know, maybe you got 100,000 miles on it. You've just never changed it. You've added fluid and that's it. But, you know, unfortunately, when you change the transmission fluid at that point, you could actually ruin the transmission. As weird as that may sound, you know, back when I was a mechanic, way back when, you know, actually wasn't that long ago. But anyway, in talking to other, other guys who have worked on cars, it's the same thing. That fluid is basically holding the transmission together because it's never been changed. So all the clutch material that's gone into the fluid and all the little bits and pieces, the particles of everything... They're kind of holding the transmission together. So you drain that out and put in fresh fluid. The car might not even go in drive or reverse now. It's just toast. That fluid holds it together. Now, that's not a good thing. I'd imagine it's kind of the same on a hydraulic system. Now, you know, I'm just shooting from the hip here. But if I were going to change my fluid, I would do it regularly. So you always keep that stuff out. And, you know, you're filtering. Basically, you're the filter because there's no filter in the system. You're becoming the filter and you're taking that fluid out and putting in new fluid. And if I was going to do it, I would just make it a part of a regular routine, once a year, every two years, whatever. It's not going to get really that dirty, brown-looking that quick because it's not like a car transmission where it's just constantly in use. It's a hydraulic system on an RV. How often do you use your leveling jacks? You know, if you went camping 20 times a year, that's lowering them 20 times, raising them 20 times. That's not that much. You know, that's up to you or what your, uh, you know, your hydraulic leveling system manufacturer recommends. But I would just go with they recommend. I mean, they, they know it inside and out. It's like a Toyota Prius. You know, the transmission is sealed. You can't change the fluid. But there are guys that change the fluid. Some guys regret it and some guys don't. They change the fluid and they have problems. Some guys never change the fluid and never have a problem. Do what the manufacturer says and you probably can't go wrong. Now it's a little sidetrack of the popping here. Sorry about that. There's forums, there's just websites, there is so much stuff on this, and it's like everything else. And this is what really is becoming my focus, is trying to help you not have to go anywhere else other than to my website, my podcast, 
to get the information you need. And I should say my podcast because on my website, I'm not building blogs and all this data. You know, it, I don't have time right now. It's something I want to do, but I just don't have the time at the moment. You know, I'm trying to just filter out all the nonsense for you. So you can come here, listen to the show and get what you need and go on with life. Because there is so much garbage out there. And I've looked up stuff, not just RV related, you know, home, home related, car related. And man, you, you sit there, you're all done. You're like, so what am I supposed to do? There's just so much garbage out there. And there's so many opinions. And yeah, I have my opinion, but you know what? I'm going to give you the best opinion I can possibly form. And I'm going to gather all the crap <laughs> and filter through it and give you what you need. And so looking at forums and stuff, that's what you're going to find. You're going to, and you're going to see the little arguments that start, you know, someone gets all upset because, Hey, I'm going to use fork oil. Next guy says, you can't do that. You're going to ruin your leveling system. You know, your whole warranty is going to be void. You know, they'll, they'll never accept your RV at a dealership again. And they just go on about this. And that isn't true. And first off, if your RV was under warranty, you'd have to tell them, Hey, I put fork oil in here. I wouldn't say that. I'd just let them figure it out. What's the problem? You know, if they say, oh, there's something wrong with the fluid. We changed the fluid and everything's fine now. Okay, then maybe the fork oil was the problem. Who knows? But I'm just using that example. Okay. You have to really look at what's important, getting rid of the problem. That's what's important and how to do it. I'm kind of going on different things today here. Just a lot of things are happening right now in the RV industry, and I see a lot of just problems with the information people get. I get phone calls every day, people asking things and they're asking me about stuff and and I'm answering their questions. I'm like, wow, that is the most sensible answer I've gotten in weeks. I've been working on this for a month now. And you're the only guy that's answered my question right or or the best sounding answer. And I, I think it gets frustrating to me because how many people are out there just struggling with stuff that they shouldn't be struggling with? So Adding the fork oil, I'm trying to find some notes here. Um, there's a lot of stuff. And what I've seen too is a lot of the same information that actually makes the most sense gets copy and pasted from one forum to the next by different people. So they're doing a little bit of research. They find something and they go, hey, I'm going to put this on here. But I, I don't really trust that 100%. They might be right, but they're copy and pasting stuff because I see the exact same stuff on different forums identical. So they copy and paste it. So you don't even know who the real originator of it was to begin with. But anyway, in fact, the dates have changed too. I've, I've actually seen one thing that's gone from 2014 to 2019, and it's making it sound like it came out in 2019 was actually something from 2014. So you see, that's where this confusion comes in. But I'm going to say this, Lippert components, you know, they make leveling systems. They bought power gear. They've been doing this stuff for a long time. They have added or they have allowed the adding of stiction or anti-stiction fluid or fork oil to their hydraulic systems. So the factory is saying you can do this. There's a problem and this is the solution. Right there, you have it from Lippert Components and they do have this on their website. It's a bit of a challenge to find. I didn't look. I just emailed them. That was easier for me. But they do have it on the website. And they did answer my question, and you can use anti-stiction fluid in your hydraulic leveling systems or fork oil. It's okay. And then Caterpillar hydraulic oil additive is okay, too. In fact, there's three different fluids that Lippert does approve. Torco, 
RFF grade 15 fluid, Maxima fork oil grade 15, and Caterpillar hydraulic oil additive IU-9891. Now, you will see those same numbers on the internet as well if you're going to do any research on this. They're right there. That's from uh, Lipper Components. But there's a procedure for doing this. You don't just add this fluid into the reservoir. So you're going to need to remove one quart of the fluid that's already in the reservoir and replace it with one quart of fork oil. The way to do this is you have hydraulic leveling jacks and you might have hydraulic slide outs or slide rooms. You want to retract the leveling jacks, bring in the hydraulic slide rooms or the slide rooms and bring those in. So everything's retracted, everything's in, and then you would remove one quart of transmission fluid or fluid from the reservoir for your hydraulic system. Now, that sounds pretty easy, but it might be a little more of a trick. You, know, you might have to find a pump to get into the reservoir to pull, pull out the quart, and you're going to want to put the quart of fluid you take out into a pan of some kind. If you don't have a pump or you can't get a siphon going, which the siphon might be pretty hard, Use a turkey baster. Just go in the house, grab the turkey baster. Plan on buying a new one because I don't think you want to wash that out and try to reuse it. You might. Or just throw it in the garage and buy your wife a new turkey baster or whoever. That's the simple way. Removing that quart of fluid, a turkey baster or some sort of pump to get it out. And depending on where that reservoir is, that's what makes it tricky. You know, the reservoirs generally aren't just out in the open where you can look right down in there and, oh, hey, look at that. You know, sometimes you need to get a mirror to look in there to see how much is in there. Sometimes they're stuffed in compartments. I remember one time I was doing slide-out awnings on a guy's RV, and he had to bring in the slides for something. And, um, you know, I was doing it and wanted to see something. I don't know. Show me something. But it stopped working, and his reservoir is, like, burying this compartment. Even getting the fluid in there was just a nightmare, you know. It's like this poor guy's in there and it's spilling all over. He's trying to make little funnels to make it work. It was a real hassle. So sometimes they don't really think about it. And that can be the problem, getting the fluid out, getting the fluid in. You retract everything, the jacks, the slide outs, you remove that fluid, put in the quart of fork oil or anti-stiction oil, and then you run the system. You're going to go through the motions. You're going to want to cycle it two or three times. You want that oil to mix in, and there's different oh instructions on that. I've seen different things, which makes sense. Let me see here. So one of them is to add in half of the fluid, so half a quart of the fork oil, and then extend the cylinders and jacks, and then add the remaining half quart. So that'll help get it circulated through the system a little bit better, and then cycle the system two or three times, three or four times, you know, to get that fluid mixed up. So you might want to just add half the fluid if you didn't catch that at first. So half a quart, cycle or extend the cylinders, the jacks, put the slide outs out, and then add the remaining fluid, then cycle everything and get it all mixed up. And that makes sense. If you do that, that should work, should solve your problem. And maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, maybe it, it makes it better. If you have to, and you don't want to do this to begin with, if you have to, you could add a second quart of the fork oil. I would maybe start with a half a quart and then put in the full quart because, you know, it does thin out the fluid some, so you don't want it too thin because everything's under pressure. you got at least 2,000 pounds of pressure on those jacks. And, you know, you don't want to start leaking, you know, pouring out the cylinders, things like that. So you don't want the fluid to get too thin. And that's what the fork oil will do. It'll thin it out. And, you know, this problem comes from 
big um, swings in temperatures. You know, during the daytime, it's real hot. Nighttime, it cools down. And that's where this, this problem can come from. But it's not the end of the world if you have the problem. This just is a simple solution for it. Give that a shot. And I hope that works for you. And again, avoid the controversy online. I mean, there's just so much junk on this. It's very confusing. You're going uh, to be become afraid to do it if you go to the wrong forum, you know. One forum's all for it, and the other forum's absolutely against it. Proceed with caution. Now, there's another thing that I want to talk about is the twist on valve. And I'm kind of squeezing this into this episode. You know, this episode, the fork oil, I could drone on forever. I probably already talked too long about it. But I wanted to kind of address this. It's not a major thing. It's just showing where things are at right now in this COVID-19 world we live in. Volterra makes a twist on valve. It goes onto your dump valve. It's a three-inch valve, and basically it's a safety valve. That's what they used to call it. Now they don't. Called a twist-on valve. So it goes where your sewer hose would normally hook up. You put this on there, and it's a three-inch valve, and then you keep it. If So if your valve is leaking a little bit, you know, you put this on there, and then you hook your sewer hose up to your system before you open the valve, and, and this, will, this valve actually catches anything that leaks through the first valve, right? That's what it's for, you know, to catch stuff so it's not dripping as you're driving down the park or highway or if you're parked someplace. Then you hook up your sewer hose to this. You pull that valve, a little bit of fluid comes out. Then you pull the main valve and a whole bunch of fluid comes out. That's how it should work. So it stops that drip, that leak, basically, is what it's for. Nice little product. It's a clever idea. That for or Valterra has one and Camco has one. Camco one is a little more complex, does a little bit more, and it's more money. Now, the person who viewed my video on YouTube said that they're the same price, and that's not correct. I'm not going to dispute it, you know, make a big deal about it, but I searched it through all my suppliers, and the Camco one was consistently $20 more. Maybe what he saw was a price problem. Maybe the one was overpriced or the other one was underpriced. I'm not sure, but they're not the same price. The Camco one is definitely more. It has more features to it. It has clear plastic on it, which costs more. The thing is, he was saying everybody's out of them, and they are. I mean, our suppliers don't have any of these in stock, or at least the, the Volterra one. One of our major suppliers was 16 warehouses across the U.S. Normally, they'd have thousands of these. The Camco one, they had about 20 in stock. So they're disappearing. So that means they're they're running out. The stores are running out if they haven't run out. But there's a solution to making this twist on valve, and I'm going to do a video on this so you'll be able to see it. That's just me wrinkling paper there. To make one on your own, if you can't find one and you really need one, it's really simple. You buy a Volterra 3-inch valve, and then there's two valve adapters you buy, a T1007 and a T1009. One of them is a female valve adapter, so it bolts to the valve, and it has a 3-inch thread on it, female thread. Then the other one's a bayonet adapter, so it bolts to the other side, and the bayonet adapter is where your sewer hose would hook up to it. And then you get a T1007. 1027, it's a rotating three-inch bayonet adapter with a three-inch male pipe thread on it. So it screws into the female valve adapter. It's probably getting confusing. But if you can't get a T1007 or a T1027, you get a T1028 and a T1006. They're glued together fittings, but they do the same thing. So like I said, I'm going to do a video on this and put it on YouTube, and I'm going to have a link to it on Radio Arizona RV as well so you can see this. Because this will make sense to you because you probably have seen them. You might, you 
might even own one. You might own a couple of them. You probably lost one maybe. Probably going to cost about 10 bucks more, something like that. But if you need one, you know, 10 bucks isn't a big deal. You know, you're done with it. In fact, making one might even be cooler because it's a little bit longer. Has some characteristics that are, I think are a little bit better, but it's, it's basically the same thing. So you can make it. Sometimes when we think things are gone, because when, when I was reading the, the response I got from the video, I'm thinking, wow, you know, maybe I need to load up on these things. So I looked and, you know, no one has them. And I think, well, what about making one? And it's very doable. And most RV stores are going to have the parts you need. And if they don't have it, they can order them. Now, I'm going to tell you this. One of these parts, I think like the 1027, there's not a lot of those. Our supplier had 43 in their system yesterday. So that means they probably have 30 today or less. And the 1028, which replaces the 1027, you have to replace it with another part. There's much more of those in stock because it's not as common, commonly used, but they're still running out. I mean, much more. I think there's like 150, 200 of them or something like that. And that's just one of our suppliers that, you know, they had some and our other suppliers didn't have any. This is one area where I, this is a perfect example that parts are becoming scarce in the RV industry. So, you know, you have to sometimes get uh, a little creative and make things. You know, it's not the end of the world. There's always a way to do something. There's always a way. There's always a solution. Might not be the best solution, but it might be the solution for that moment. And that's what's going to get you going on the trip, get you home from the trip, whatever it is. Make your family happy. Make life a little bit better. I want to thank everybody for listening to the show today. And I hope it was certainly helpful. You know, as I did research on this fork oil, it's very interesting because I'd really never heard. I've heard of it, but never really thought about it. I don't have an RV with hydraulic leveling system. So sometimes those things don't resonate with me. I just add whatever, you know, blow it off. But Chris brought it to my attention and I'm glad he did because it really is an interesting thing. And doing the research really showed how contentious sometimes forums can get. And opinions can get. And then trying to sort through it all makes sense. And that's where I boiled it down. And basically, Lippert says it's okay. So it's okay. And it's not going to hurt anything. I mean, if you do the science behind it, you know, I'm sure there's a science guy out there. Back that up. It's not going to destroy your system. It's not one of those types of solutions or additives that's going to completely ruin your hydraulic systems. It would never happen. And if it didn't work the same, you just drain it out or remove all the fluid and put the transmission fluid back in the start over. So it's not the end of the world. It's not like you're pouring hydraulic fluid into your automatic trans or, you know, rear or rear differential fluid into your automatic transmission to see what happens. This is not the same thing. So go ahead, do it. If you have that problem, you're not going to have any regrets. Again, I want to thank everybody for listening. This is episode number 69. And check out our website at RadioArizonaRV.com. And as a reminder, one more thing here. I forgot to mention it earlier. We are selling awning fabrics like crazy. Slide-out awning fabrics, patio awning fabrics. If you need a slide-out awning fabric, check out our website at SunProMFG.com. Order them up. We have not had any problems getting material. None whatsoever. And awning fabrics, we are recommending the Carefree of Colorado right now. They have not skipped a beat since COVID-19 started, where Dometic and Solera have dropped the ball a little bit. And Carefree has an awesome fabric. We have been selling them by the truckload the last couple of months. 
Amazing product, great company. We have had not had any complaints, and we've been selling them for years, but we've really amped it up since COVID-19. So those are a couple of reminders as well. They're producing product, and we're producing product. Dometic and Solera, Dometic is weeks, if not months, out on fabrics, and Solera is, you know, week, two weeks, and they changed their fabric. It's not what it used to be. Yes, I know. That's going to be a whole other episode in itself because now I just kind of retracted a whole lot. I've been talking about Solera in the past and awning fabric, so I'm going to have to address this a little bit more later on. But anyways, check out our website, sunpromfg.com, if you need a slide-out awning fabric or a patio awning fabric. Again, thank you for listening, and hey, have a great time RVing and enjoy it while you can. Take advantage of the opportunity right now to get out and enjoy the outdoors.